Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh and there's Chuck and there's Jerry. Let's get busy. Bring me a dream, Josh. That's a good song. It's catchy. It is. It's been in some movies, including Halloween. Right. It played during the end credits of Halloween. And? I can't remember for the life of me. I know that there's an even better example of it. I can't remember, Chuck. I'm sorry. Back to the Future. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it, it the credits? Uh, no, it was in... It <laughs> can only be used in the credits. Right. Uh, no, Marty goes back to 1955, and I believe it's one of the first songs he hears when okay. he goes into Hill Valley. And um, that song, very famously, Mr. Sandman, is what we're talking about, everyone, uh, was a big, big hit in the year 1955 from the Cordettes. Nice. That's a great band name, too. The Cordettes, yeah. Acapello, Ladies. What mm-hmm. What more do you want in the 1950s? Uh, nothing. Um, maybe civil rights, that kind of thing, but well. still. <laughs> Good point. At least you could hear that song while you were fighting for it. That's them. right. Um, so w- this, this Sandman that's mentioned in the Mr. Sandman is actually not a 50s um, uh, a character. It was actually from way earlier, probably out of Central and Eastern Europe, and it was one of those very famous characters that arose from Central and Eastern Europe's preoccupation with the duality of darkness and light in the same human being, just right. like in Santa Claus. That's right. Uh, when you wake up in the morning and uh, you have, uh, we call them eye boogers in our house. Mm-hmm. What do you call them? Sleep. sleep I guess oh, you have thing. sleep in your eye? Crusties. We don't have an official house name for it, but that's a, these are names I've always called it. Sleep. Yeah, sleep. I, that's what we called it in our house growing up. You have sleep in your eye. That's I think that's cute. the last time I had a house name for it. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've called them eye boogers. I don't know where I got that, but that's technically— Well, that's different. Huh? An eye booger occurs during the daytime. Sleep is like the crusty stuff that you wake up with. Not in my house. Oh, hey, Chuck, <laughs> let me ask you this. Have you ever— Woken up with such a copious amount of sleep, um, or eye boogers, whatever you want to uh, call don't it. Don't say what you're about to say. That like your 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 eye is crusted shut, like I you knew can't you were open it. Say that. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, no. Uh, it's atrocious. You've had that happen. Uh, you have to be very sick. But yes, it, it has happened to me before. Where I'm like, <laughs> I can't, I can't open my eye. <laughs> Oh, that's so gross. Well, there's a name for it. There's a real scientific name of that crust. Uh, R-H-E-U-M. Is that pronounced room? I think room, yeah. All right. Um, that's the scientific name. It's a discharge that dries up. You know, it comes out of your eyes. It dries up when you're asleep. And if you are from northern Europe, and it was, uh, you know, a few hundred years ago, you might be told or might have been told that the Sandman had come and visited you and sprinkled mm-hmm. sand in your eyes while you slept. Yep, or magic the, dust, at least. 
And that's that's what it was. And you would think maybe as a child, like, why would a Sandman want to come and sprinkle magic sand in my eyes to make my eyes crusty? It doesn't make any sense. Well, apparently, this is a byproduct of the mechanism by which the Sandman spun your dreams. It was the Sandman who was responsible for your dreams, which is why the Cordettes asked the Sandman to bring them a dream, because that's where your dreams came from, the Sandman. That's right. Uh we don't know exactly where the Sandman comes from, but we do have some ideas, uh, and we're going to talk about those right after this break. Oh. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I promised the origin of the Sandman. Uh, We don't know for positives. Uh, It was not Metallica. (laughs) But... um, in 18th century uh, German dictionaries, that was um, like this is the first time I believe it was in, in on the paper, on paper, <laughs> on the paper. <laughs> I just turned into a German. What's wrong with Todd? Oh, he's on the paper. <laughs> Der Sandmann kommt means Sandman is coming. And the whole idea was that the Sandman would come along and it, parents would tell the story um, in Germany, although that one woman says she didn't think it was German folklore, right? She thinks that it kind of became popularized in Germany, much like, um, you know, like our conception of Santa Claus probably came from that area, but it it was maybe from a different area altogether, like maybe Norway or Finland or something. But it was just, you know, it, it was the Germans, the German immigrants who really brought the concept to America. 
All right. I well, think that's what she means. Gotcha. Because that did make sense to me. Um, regardless, in 1818, there was a writer named E.T.A. Hoffman um, that wrote Der, Son- Der Sandman with two N's. Um, and it's, you know, it's just like the Grimm's Brothers stuff. It's this horrifying nursery rhyme, or not nursery mm-hmm. rhyme, but sort of a story, a kid's story, um, about a nurse telling a story about this creature who throws sand in your eyes. Uh, of little kids who don't go to sleep and your eyes fall out of your sockets. Then the Sandman collects those eyeballs, mm-hmm. puts them in a bag, and lives on the dark side of the moon, goes home and carries them there, and then feeds those eyeballs to his children. There you go. <laughs> That's what happens with the Sandman. That's and right. it, makes a, it makes a lot of sense because, especially if you were an 18th or early 19th century German, um, one good way to get kids to to go to sleep was to just terrify them with the story. That's right. But it also it provides a physical function too, because what is the appropriate reaction when somebody tells you something like that that a person exists and is going to come to your bedside soon? It's to shut your eyes tightly and to keep them shut ostensibly until you wake up in the morning. That's so it's right. pretty clever if you really think about it. Sure. But the dark side of the moon thing that's just that's I mean like yeah. icing on the cake, you know. <laughs> It just makes me feel good knowing that in, like, 1818, parents were struggling with putting their kids to bed. I think they always have. I think so. You don't think about that, though. I think that from the time that it became not okay socially to lay on your kid until they they went (laughs) unconscious and then went to sleep, from that moment on, it became a struggle to get your kid to go to sleep. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Flash forward a bit to 1841 uh, when none other than Hans Christian Andersen uh, put out a fairy tale. Do you want to pronounce this? I can. Are you ready for this? I was practicing. I looked it up. Really? Ula Luke E. Wow. And it's not dead on, but it's it's okay. Yeah. Anytime I see uh, one of those letters that looks like the null set, uh-huh, yeah. I have no idea what to do with it. But we finally know how to pronounce Ola or Ula. Ula. So, yeah, you remember in the Lego episode, we called him Ole Kirk Christensen? Oh, that's right. It was Ula Kirk Christensen? Yep. That's the, So finally, after basically <laughs> a decade, we have corrected ourselves that that is the inventor of Lego's name pronounced correctly. Uh, yeah, because I remember joking like, Ole Kirk Christensen. Yeah, and we met a guy once at, um, I can't remember, some telecommunications company, and he was the president, and we called him Ole, and they... they <laughs> They corrected us, but it, it was just lost on us that that was not right. And I think we, up to this point, up to this moment, we've called everybody Ol. All right. So what is it again? Ola what? Ula. Ula Luke Eya. Okay. So that's the story. That's the fairy tale. It means old shut your eye. Yeah. That's okay. a good title. I think so too. But it's weird that Hans Christian Andersen doesn't just call him the Sandman. He does everything but call him the Sandman. Well, because by all accounts, he got it from Der Sandman, right? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, was he worried he was ripping off Der Sandman or something? I'm not sure why he didn't just call it Der Sandman if, if the, der, the Sandman or Sandman was already a, a, a widely recognized figure. I don't know. Okay. Uh, at any rate, in the story, um, Erla Lukin. Very good. uh, Would dress in silk jammies, very nice, (laughs) stylish, and would carry an umbrella, a colorful umbrella. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess, I mean, it doesn't really say, would he do the same thing, basically? He would not. He would squirt milk in your eye. Oh, that's right. Yes, rather than sand. 
Which is another, it's like, come on, Anderson, you're a beloved children's author. You can just go with the original. Yeah, and he also, it says in here uh, that he introduces a boy in the story uh, to death and sexuality. (laughs) Right. Which is a little odd, but it is typical, like, children's fairy tale, nursery rhyme, children's story kind of thing, where there's this weird duality between people who are really, really kind, they also have a shadow side, or it can be a shadow alter ego, like with Santa. um, And I think, what was Santa's alter ego? Was it Black Peter? I don't remember. (laughs) At the very least, it was Krampus. But I I know that some of those traditions, there was like a dark figure um, that would like, that was the guy who would steal the children who had been naughty. And then it eventually translated into Santa leaving coal in your stocking if you've been naughty. That's right. But prior to that, it was like you'd just be kidnapped and eaten by Santa's like heavy hitter. This is the same thing. The Sandman has the same thing. And in this Hans Christian Andersen story, uh, Ula has an alter ego, a brother, who rather than visiting the kids' bedsides to bring their dreams, visits everybody's bedside once to bring death and his name is also Ula Luka'iya. Yeah, he would walk in, say, exit light, enter night. <laughs> forever. <laughs> Take your stand. It's off to Never Never Land forever, kid. Oh, I always thought it was Take My Hand. Well, I think that's a different verse, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the, I'm, I got in trouble last time I talked about Metallica on the show, so. The, one of the, un, one of the uh, you did for what? I think I said that that album stunk or something. It probably did, depending on the album you were talking about. <laughs> Unless it was And Justice for All or any preceding album. Yeah, Ride the Lightning. Okay. That was a good one. <laughs> Still holds up. Agreed. Uh, the, another um, verse goes, Don't steal singles from our band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, in the end, the story uh, of Hans Christian Andersen wrote was uh, just like all the Grimm's fairy tales. There's always this dark, awful thing, and it's usually embedded in a lesson uh, to teach your children. And in this case, the lesson is go to sleep now because I'm tired. And we're both tired, so we're going to end this short stuff right here. That's right. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. <laughs>